Hello, and welcome to the third part of our Jessica Jones Countdown, uh, Countdown, what am I about, review. Uh, as you can tell, it's Tony this week. Uh, with me are, not Craig, he's still working, or Josh. Hello. And Paul. Hello. There we go, guys. Of course, now we're talking about episode three, also known as Soul Survivor. Uh, just quickly to say, mention the fact we haven't talked about that. I think it's quite clever that all the episodes have got that AKA title. Yeah. 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 Um, for anybody, of course, who knows the comics and, 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 and the character a bit more, that's, that's what she goes to, isn't it? So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so basically, yeah, so this episode now, I think things, there's a lot of Hogarth. Well, I say a lot of Hogarth, but certainly we kick off finding out that it wasn't cancer like I thought, but she's actually got something called ALS. Which I believe is what the Ice Bucket Challenge was about a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten. I think that. I think it is. She, she does mention it at some point. Yeah, in the series, I think so. Um, but we also find out that at the same time that her, her law firm partners, Benowitz and Shaw, want to buy her out based on the clause in the contract. So they just seeing it as an opportunity to get rid of her for some reason. Yeah. Um, basically, Hogarth then uh, tasks Jessica with investigating the other partners to find blackmail material. Um, to, so she can stay, make a stand and fight back. Uh, at the same time, we, Jessica's now having to deal a bit more with a super. Uh, she suddenly gets an eviction notice yeah. from Oscar, yeah. Oscar Arocco, um, who basically is a bit twitchy about abilities and isn't keen on having her in the building. Um, we also, Jessica also then discovers the name Leslie Hansen in the abandoned IGH building that she goes to. Um, Hansen being a doctor at the hospital where, where, where Jessica was taken following her accident, uh, the one, of course, where her family died. Uh, after that, uh, Jones and Walker then go to Hansen's empty apartment and find a charred human head. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. And the old um, cooker. Yeah, and, uh, of course, we'll find out shortly in that episode that it actually belongs to somebody else. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trish then uses a radio show to ask for public information on Hanson and see if they can track her down uh, and subsequently receives a call from someone claiming to be Hanson uh, Jessica meets with the woman uh, again in a in a bar I think yeah uh, and learns that she died after the accident what's Jessica Jones was brought- the bar eh? seriously <laughs> but was brought back to life by IGH uh, this superpower she acquired a side effect uh, Jessica angers the woman who escapes using abilities similar to her own. Um, and of course we then find out from DNA testing that the head was actually the real Leslie Hansen. Yeah, gotta love a head. Yeah, so there, I thought there's quite a lot going on in that episode. I mean, also, I mean, not covered there. We see our first, uh, guest appearance of Foggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I yeah. thought was a great little moment. Yeah, and I um, I totally didn't know that he was in it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I completely forgot he joined. Uh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, and in that same scene, we see Hogarth being a bit bitchy until we're acting a bit of a douche, yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we find out, of course, as, as the show's done, as to why. But it was a really nice sort of scene, and she just didn't want any help from him. Mm. Um, like that 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 sort of opening bit with Hogarth, that sort. That sort of shows how the show is written by women, for women, about mm. women, because it's yeah. like a, that sort of women in the workplace kind of dynamic. 
And I really like that. Yeah. Um, and I think this, also, this episode kind of steps up things we're talking about, about her non-investigation stuff, like the fact she's now facing with eviction. Yeah. Yeah. And a whole new set of real problems to deal with. See, and see they, they say in the episode, that, well, the, the super says to her that he doesn't like superpowered people. But like I, w- I was saying in the, the episode two review, it's more about the fact that she brought attention to him and his family mm. aren't really supposed to be there. Yeah. That's why well, he's trying to get he's an ex-con. So yeah. he's a little bit more twitchy than normal anyway because the police have been around the place. Um, yeah. So you find that he's been a bit of a douche. is a little bit more understandable once you find that out. Yeah. Um, and he's looking after his family. Uh, the other thing... There are a couple of little moments I thought were really great in the hospital. I've got it written down here, Trish with a gun. With a <laughs> great big gun. Uh, that was just a wonderful moment, I thought, when she whips what? that out. Was it a partner's great big gun, or was was this an actual firearm we're on about? <laughs> firearm. <laughs> it's, um... And also, we get a nice little reference to Captain America in the middle of the episode as well. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a nice little Captain moment. Captain America. <laughs> that kid's yeah. boss I'm just saying that kid is an he's actor. pretty cool isn't he I think actually yeah. really, as kids go in these things I think he's pretty cool and, um, as much as his dad isn't keen on supers he really obviously loves them yeah and uh, uh, and Netflix and Marvel have done a good job with their child actors as well because oh, yeah. the, the ones in The Punisher were great as well yeah yeah the family they were superb yeah. weren't they yeah, yeah. What did you guys think about the revelation at the end? Did you kind of twig it? I kind of had a feeling it was going to be something like that. See, that we I didn't gonna... get onto it till the very last minute. I was I had a bit of a mm. senior moment. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a dumb and dumber moment. Yeah. So, were there any standout moments for you in, in that episode? Uh, I, I would say definitely the the foggy moment. I really, as I said, I wasn't expecting yeah. it, and. Mm. And and that whole fight scene as well at the end. Yeah, um, I, that's what that's what I was yeah. going to say. The the big bit for me was the fight scene because I didn't see that coming. The fact that this person wasn't going to be the doctor that they were trying to track down, mm. I, I didn't see it coming. But it was the fact that they then added the fact that this woman, the imposter woman, was super powered. I was like, mm. oh, okay. I thought she might have like defended herself. But, like, I didn't think she'd be able to knock seven bells out of Jessica. Now, when she knocks her across the room, my jaw just dropped completely. Yeah. Why me? Yeah. Because we've been so used to her doing that to everybody else. Yeah. I think it's a nice change-up in the villain sort of thing as well. Because, like, with Kilgrave, you had a, a person who could just control you with, like, the movement of his lips, basically. Whereas mm. this is a more physical sort of... Nemesis for it. It kind yeah. of covers both, doesn't it? Because obviously, the, the storyline as as it gets further, it, it gets into her head, like yeah. like Kilgrave did in a way, um, but yeah. more of a not forced upon her. It, it's her own reaction to it this time, yeah, uh, as yeah, well as the physical such... side, yeah. A little bit of obsession, oh, obsession going on in terms of finding out a bit more about her background and her past. Mm. And when this opportunity comes along, it's almost 
placed in her lap, she cannot resist it. Yeah. There's there's almost a, a feeling of addiction kind of running through and and, and medical needs running through this this whole series so far. Uh, what I've seen. And I think there was in the first season as well. She she was quite clearly addicted to to what Kilgrave was. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, and and then this this kind of continues that path, but possibly mm. even down an even darker route. Yeah. Than than with Kilgrave. Uh, uh, the other thing I thought I've got to note down here that was interesting it was Ashes and Dream. That dream sequence was Which dream very, very. Well, well, there's there's a moment when, in the episode where she's sort of in, in contemplation, and it sort of it all goes a little bit weird. If memory oh, serves, is it sort of like the background goes a bit purple? Yeah, she's sort of lost in a, in a, in a, in, a, in her own thoughts. So I've written it down as a dream sequence because it's very yeah. much what it felt like. I kind of noticed that with the, um, like with the cut, the face. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, she's, she's with, with the ashes of her of her far, of her parent of parents. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Are the black black out there? Hang on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole uh, the whole thing with the the ashes was was very strange, and that quite clearly hits her hard. Yeah, um, well, more than you'd think it would. Seventeen years, and the first yeah. time she does, they're cremated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very strange. You find out that they're in. She keeps those ashes in like in a box of records. Effectively, it was <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know she's a bit creepy, but like that's next level. Keeping your dad mm. in a box. Yeah. Living um, in a box. Living in a cardboard. But uh, I think where we talked about the last episode ramped it up. This episode kind of fills in one or two blanks. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like like the fact we find out actually do find out what Hogarth's problem is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you you do get filler episodes in series, don't you? Just like. Mm. You don't have to watch them, but there's one or two scenes that are kind of important. Yeah. Got to be in one of them, obviously. Yeah. Did enjoy this episode, though. Mm. I say, I thought for me, that little Captain America reference is kind of won the episode over for me. <laughs> <laughs> we do get these little reminders just to see if people are still watching it. Yeah, we are still part of the MCU. We might not feel like it sometimes, but we're aware of all this stuff going on in the background. Yeah, I think, as it's been mentioned before, it'd be interesting to know where these shows actually do fit in the timeline. Yeah, because yeah, they've, they've never really confirmed. They've confirmed that the the incident happened from Avengers. Mm. They kind of do reference the Sokovia Accords, sort of. This, I'm sure there's like a reference to like a registration thing that yeah. the, the two coppers try and get Jessica to sign up to, and she's like, "No, I'm not doing that. I know all about that." Hmm. Yeah, and that that could place it anywhere in the, by all accounts from what what has been said that the new Avengers is three years after Civil War, so it could yeah. be anywhere in between those three years. Yeah, they obviously don't want to commit to a time frame when they're doing the show on its own. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's understandable, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add about the episode? Uh. Not personally for me. Yeah. No, I, so, yeah, I, I just like the 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 touching the kind of touching story of Hogarth that that runs through this episode. That 
she's mm. she's kind of having to accept that there is something wrong, but there's possibly something she could do. Yeah. 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 And it's the fact that she pays a lot of money for it as yeah. well, and, and mm. it would be exceptionally dodgy. Yeah, she's pretty much ready to die, isn't she? So, um, she's and again, to fight she... it, though, give it a due, though. Yeah, I, th- I think she's torn herself a little bit in, in, in what she really wants to do and yeah. find a way out of it. Yeah. And the suicide is one option for her, but I don't think she particularly is wholeheartedly wants to do it at this point. Yeah. No. Um, but like she says, she doesn't want to sort of end up with this horrible sort of rack that's oh, unable to move, you know, yeah. and unable to clean herself. And it's, it's actually quite a tragical story they've given her, I think, this time. And I, Carrie on Moss is doing some really good stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked her as an actress anyway, but they finally given her something really juicy, I think, in this to deal with. Yeah, because that, that's kind of the difference between season one and two. I mean, season one, she was given a storyline, fair enough, but it wasn't something that she particularly worked well with. But whereas this time, the audience connects with it. She, she looks very committed to it as well. Like, mm. as an actress, from an acting perspective, she looks like she's acting her ass off, basically. Yeah. And she's doing yeah. a good job of it as well. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's so, probably an interesting one. I think there's not much more we talk about this episode. Like you say, Josh, some of them are fillers, and some of them have just got one or two interesting bits in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we may as well just go to a score on it. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? I, I'm struggling to, to yeah, know where I uh, stand with it. <laughs> see, I'd, I'd say it's best in episode one, but not as good as episode two, so I gave two and eight and one a six, so I'd go midway seven probably. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go midway between my two and, and say seven and a half. At one stage I was kind of toying with it being better than episode two. Yeah. Um, but I, then thinking about I'm it, I'm, seven and a half I think and I would probably agree with Paul there and give it a seven and a half myself as you say it's a better episode than the opener but story wise it doesn't quite move things along as much as the previous part so yeah so a seven and a half from me I think as well yeah right well thank you guys that was an interesting brief one (laughs) Um, and we'll see you all again for episode four This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.